Welcome to the Fit and Free with AIM podcast. I'm your host, Amy Louise. By listening to this podcast, you'll gain clarity and apply now principles in relation to training, nutrition, and mindset, all designed to help you build a strong and lean physique and show up as your best self. If you're a woman who struggles with excessive behaviors when it comes to training and food and think of yourself as a perfectionist, I hear you, I see you, I was you. And I know that you're in exactly the right place to change that narrative and build a body you love inside and out. Let's go. Hey guys, welcome to episode 42 of the Fit and Free with AIM podcast. Today we are talking about self-doubt and I want to offer you a perspective shift on it so that instead of it mm, catching you up or making you downward spiral, we are going to use it to improve your chances of success and also come at yourself with maybe a little bit more compassion, which I think in the high achieving world, we don't have much of for ourselves. And I want to get this message out there. In saying that, before we get into the episode, I would really appreciate if you could do these two things for me. One is sharing the episode on your Instagram stories, and if you would love to, tagging fitandfree.podcast and my Instagram handle, Amy Louise Coaching, which mm, may be up for a name change soon. I will be spilling the details in a little while. Or if you could also rate and review the podcast on iTunes, I think you can like give me some stars and also tell me what you think. This helps the podcast immensely and also lets me know that it's resonating, that I'm on the right track. And if I'm not, hey, slide into my DMs, let me know what's up so I can continue to produce a very high quality podcast that resonates and provide you with a lot of learnings to help you level up your training. So without further ado, let us get into this episode. Why do I want to talk about self-doubt? Let me give you a story. It's not going to be a total comp prep story either because I will have some news and I'm going to be shooting a YouTube video actually today. So today's Thursday, you'll be hearing this on the Saturday. I am having a meeting with my coach in a few hours and we're going to be looking at our game plan. But yesterday, I was still getting my usual comp amount of steps in, which is a lot for me, but it's not that many. It's like 11,500 a day. I was on this walk and I, I've been really loving walking these days without any podcast or music or anything and just letting my mind go a little bit. And it's been really fun and the creativity that has I've been receiving, just doing that practice has been next level and it, it's been really, really exciting. But as I was walking, and this is going to sound a little bit up myself, but whatever, I think we all need um, to be more open in sharing our you know, wins or our strengths, and I think it can really inspire other people. Not that this is that kind of story, but I was thinking like, you know, what's the difference between me and say a, you know, a gym floor PT who potentially has decided to call it quits or a gym floor PT who decided to try online coaching and, you know, within the first, say, you know, four four weeks, two months, three months, things didn't go their way, so they're packed up. And when I was thinking about this, I was like, well, it's not the fact that I don't doubt myself. <laughs> I have heavy doses of self-doubt. 
And when I was thinking about it, I was thinking, you know, what is one of the key ingredients for me? And it's like, even with self-doubt, there is always, there is always this sliver of, I know I can do amazing things. I know that I'm capable of more. And I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not a psychologist. I don't know how to psychoanalyze myself. What's good, bad, right, wrong. Quite frankly, I don't even think any of those things exist. You guys would know that I'm a woman of nuance and I very much play in shades of gray. I'm cool with that. I like it. I'm like philosophically minded. So all of these things are always constantly going through my head. I do have a psychologist, right, um, to help me manage some of these thoughts. But (laughs) so much of my brain space is really taken up with doubts and the self-doubt for me is probably going to be really similar to you if you're listening which is typically like I'm not good enough this is the standard that I want to meet and I don't think I'm good enough and when I meet that standard it's like okay amazing for a few seconds and it's like okay so what's the next standard right and you do get into this cycle of appreciating your wins for a moment and then all of a sudden they become like bottom of the barrel expectation for yourself (laughs) and I I bet you any money almost everyone who is listening to this is just going to be nodding their head going oh my god I feel this too if you do shoot me a dm let me know but the thing the thing with myself that I've seen is even with that, even with all of the incredible amounts of I'm not good enough, this isn't working how I wanted it to, this feels really hard, there is a lot of resistance, there is always, always this fire. There is always this, I almost put myself in like an underdog mentality. There is always this determination that. I won't make those stories true. I will not let them be true. And I've had a few experiences in my life with when the first one happened, it blew me away a little bit. And then I've had a couple of maybe three or four since then that have also been at this magnitude where it really says to me, maybe this isn't like a miracle. Maybe this isn't chance or it isn't luck. Maybe it is actually that even with all of the self-doubt that I hold, I know I hold on to my anchor of, I know I've got this. And not only that, I know I can do even better than what I think I can. That exists as well. And both of these things, the self-doubt and the almost like extreme version of like, I've absolutely got this, not arrogance, but there is a version of me that exists that is like, I can do anything I set my mind to. Like if I set my mind to it, I'm going to do it. I don't care how long it takes. I don't care what it looks like. I'm going to do it. And these both exist within me. I'll just give you a little bit of an example of the first one. The first one was actually, I had uh, two weeks prior to finishing my last exam at uni. So I studied arts law um, at La Trobe University. If anyone knows La Trobe from Melbourne's, um, well, I'm in Melbourne's West. I guess that's, uh, is that North? I'm not even sure. But anyway, if you know La Trobe, that's where I went. Um, I had two weeks left of finishing my exams and I was going for a position as what's called like a trainee lawyer. Back in the day, it was called like an article clerk. It's pretty much like your 12 months of um, like an apprenticeship at the law firm before they'll take you on as a, before you get admitted to the bar and you um, are taken on as like a full-time solicitor. So you're actually given the title in like your email sign-offs and everything as like a, 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 a trainee solicitor, I think it is. Just the year prior, it used to be an article clerk. That's what your name was. 
and it just means you're under supervision of the lawyers, right? Until you um, until you got through those that apprenticeship, I guess. Now, I was at a firm at that time as a photocopy girl. So I was at uni at, at the firm working as a photocopy girl. I had two weeks left before my last exam and I had an interview for this position. I, I, yeah, I had an interview, right? Made the first round and I had been working at this firm, I think for maybe a year or so, I don't know, maybe even longer as a copy girl. I developed some really good relationships. My sister-in-law worked there, right? It was a really great place to be. I really wanted to work there. And... I passed the first round of the interview and I got to the second round and it didn't feel as good. I, I just didn't feel as confident through the interview. And after that, you know, HR called me in and they're like, look, you know, thank you so much for taking the time. Unfortunately, all, you know, I think it was four or five places have been filled and we've decided not to take you on. Now, my reaction in the interview, you know, I had, I had no idea. I was hopeful that I was going to get this job. Um, my reaction in the interview was very, very natural for me. And I hadn't thought about it previously. It just came out of my mouth. I said, you know, that's fine. I'm really happy to work here either as a photocopy girl, you know, after I finish uni for another full year and take the interview again. And I said that to HR very sincerely. Like I said, it was off the cuff. It was truly what I meant. Like I really wanted to work at this firm. And I was like, screw it. If I have to do another year as a photocopy clerk, I don't care. I do not care. I will do it. And it's actually making me a bit emotional. So that just threw me for a six. I did not think I was going to get that emotional. Um, I think what I was thinking about was after I had that meeting with the HR manager, I remember walking home from the train station, or sorry, walking to my car from the train station and being, you know, really upset, but also just aligning my new identity with like, okay, so the next year isn't going to be how you thought it how you thought it was going to be. You're still going to be at the firm. You're going to give this another go. It is what it is, right? And anyway, so that was that. Two weeks later, I was driving home on the freeway because again, like I said, the drove other side of the, um, well, not the other side of the town, but it's like, it was like an hour drive from my house. So driving home, right? And I get a call from the HR manager, and she's like, yo, you know how we uh, didn't give you the position as the trainee solicitor? And I was like, yeah, yeah, you know, what's up? She's like, I'm just wondering, we've opened a space for you if you want it. <laughs> and I, of course, said yes and hung up. And it was just like pure ecstasy (laughs) obviously it was amazing and you know I remember having a think about it and it was like I couldn't foreshadow how that um, meeting where she told me I didn't get the position was going to go down I didn't have a script in my head what came out was very natural to me and I also had found out a few days later someone else who was also a, a photocopy clerk had the same interview or sorry had the same meeting where they were also told there wasn't a spot for them and that in that meeting they had basically complained and said like you know I've done my I've done my dues as a photocopy clerk um you know I've I've worked so hard here this is kind of disgraceful and I would have expect better kind of thing from the firm and threw a real hissy fit and it just made me think like you know, the way I had acted there wasn't from a place of entitlement. It wasn't from a place of like, I deserve any of these things. 
it was from a place of I want this and I'll do whatever it takes. And you might have seen me post last night on my Instagram stories a little um, a story with some words about I totally understand when we first want to achieve some fitness or physique goals that we want to know like how long will this take you know or is this possible for me and those sorts of things and they're good questions they're not bad questions at all I do think though the first question should be what will it take so you understand what will it take to get to where you want to be and then you have to ask yourself am I willing to do what it takes right and then you know after that I think then can come okay well like what's a reasonable time period okay but it's like if we're asking our question, ourselves like how long will it take and then that's skewing our um, our mind, I really question do we really want the thing? Do we really want to be the person it's going to take to get that thing? And I had – my psychologist had actually asked me this a few weeks ago, you know, with my life and how everything is. And my answer was I already have my dream life. Everything is set up in exactly the way I want it to be. And yes, I definitely, definitely have things I want to achieve. You know, I want to do a comp prep. I want to get back on stage. I want to continue to build my business. I want to have, you know, a full-time assistant. I want to be able to um, meet with hundreds, if not thousands of women. I want to do these things in person. I want to create in-person workshops and seminars. And there's so much that I want to do. And at the same time, I'm more than happy for that to just you know, unfold as it unfolds in time. And so that was a little bit of a um, a tangent with the story there. But I did just want to show you if I didn't have that sliver of you can do this, you can, you can, you're so capable of doing these things, even with the constant self-doubt that is really running through my head so often of not good enough, this wasn't up to standard, you can do better. Yes, okay, that was good, but you need to do better. Um, I also do have that sliver of you've got this. You can actually do way better. And it's just very, very interesting to see that they can coexist and that one of them, the self-doubt, which everyone kind of is always talking about doing away with completely. I'm not sure if like if you're listening, I'm not sure if we're the kind of humans that will ever, ever have it completely gone. But Let's be real about the positives for a second. Does it not make you strive for amazing things? And I'm sure you've achieved amazing things in that strive. I've got a book, I think, behind me, this book called Strive. This is an amazing book and I highly recommend you read it. But really as humans, we have to we have to accept that we are humans. We're not like fully enlightened beings just sort of sitting around holding hands singing kumbaya. We are here (laughs) and as humans, we get a hell of a lot of, what's the word, fuel, fuel to keep going with the strive. It says here, like embracing the gift of struggle. We we really thrive off striving, of, of having something to aim for. That is a slight challenge for us, you know, or even a big challenge and What I wanted to get at with this podcast, which is going along a lot longer than I thought at this point, is that when we look to the highest achievers and the people who are the most successful, we will also hear a story of often extreme amounts of struggle. 
And I often think so many of the people that we look up to are those who have endured the most struggle. And I'm not saying that these things are rainbows and butterflies. I'm not glamorizing going through extremely difficult and challenging times. And at the same time, we can as humans get a lot out of these moments where the chips fall, where things don't go our way. And this is where I just wanted to say to you, because at the moment with the way social media is going, we're pretty much getting, you know, three second bite sizes of information thrown at us. Um, Maybe, you know, multiple thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands times a day to depend on how much how much time you're spending on social media. And there is a lot of it that I can see that is trying to. Um, really sort of sort of put us in cotton wool or say like the this is bad and this is good like you should be happy all the time it's not human happiness is an emotion it's not going to stay around forever and trying to find this place of just like comfort and happiness I don't believe is a place that we actually thrive in as humans you know And I also don't think we need to do away with our incredibly human thoughts for so many of us, which are like, you know, I'm not meeting the sound of this isn't good enough, blah, 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 blah. Even though, you know, everyone from the outside is like, uh, absolutely, yes, it is. I think if we come at ourselves with compassion and say, like, I can understand why I'm saying these things, you know, this is maybe the way I was brought up. These are the messages that I've been getting. This is this, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's something my psychologist helps me with all the time to be able to hear these thoughts of I'm not good enough, but not let that stop me. And I think even with some of them, it can actually help me achieve amazing things, right? And it's this constant desire for just, you know, being better. Now, okay, let's go back to the flip side of that because it does sound exhausting and it can be at times, right? And this is why I have a support system through friends, through my partner, my family and psychologist and mentor who definitely help ground me. I do do a lot of reading and exploring and reflection myself to ground myself because sometimes I do go away with the fairies into a land of literally like I'm a failure, which is, yeah, it probably sounds ridiculous if you're listening to this and there is a part of me that is like that's ridiculous and then the next sentence that I say is like just have compassion for yourself like I know why you've come to that conclusion or I know why there's a part of you that comes to that conclusion and really allowing myself to sit into it's okay that I have these thoughts of you know that's not good enough that's not up to standard you can do better because there is a very very loud voice inside of me that says you are totally fucking capable of everything you are absolutely capable of everything I'm so proud of you for all that you've achieved you've achieved amazing things you are living your dream life like things are really really good and you have had a lot of help (laughs) you've had a lot of help and there are so many people to thank and you have been completely and utterly blessed with the people who are in your life and who you have surrounded yourself with absolutely and at the same time I'm really also proud of myself completely So how do we use our self-doubt? If you're listening to this and you're like, you know, maybe the balance isn't so strong in favor of, you know, I can actually do this, that part of you saying that, maybe the self-doubt is way louder. So the, you know, I'm not good enough, no matter what I'm doing, it's, it's never right or, or, you know, maybe I don't even deserve to be in the gym, like all of those sorts of things. What if they're louder? I want to say to you, if you're giving yourself a shot at all by getting into the gym, even just getting into the gym, 
fuck oath, there is a part of you that believes that you're capable of doing it, right? There is a part of you that does. So my recommendation would be to let that voice be a little bit louder when it comes on. So when those thoughts do come in, if ever they do come in, like, yes, I'm in the gym, I step foot in the gym, fucking go me, make it louder, make it as loud as you possibly can and be your own hype girl. Now, I did have someone message me a little while ago, a beautiful client of mine, like, you know, I totally agree with the be your own hype girl sentiment, but what about, you know, having a support system? Couldn't agree more. Unfortunately, not all of us do have support systems. And hey, if you don't join Jack Hill University, jump in with us <laughs> because we're an awesome support system. If you don't, I, I completely, you know, I completely feel for that. And I understand that we, we're not all that. I don't even know if the word's lucky because I feel like as fellow humans, hopefully we can band together. And it's, you know, I was actually talking to another client of mine last night about like people pleasing. And I was also talking about like, hang on a second, there are some positives to people pleasing. Like there's this huge message online at the moment about hyper-independence and hyper-individual individualism and um, don't people please and set strict boundaries and tell everyone to fuck off, right? And I was kind of there a few months ago until this other client had said to me, you know, this is putting such an emphasis on individuality and we're actually going to do as well mentally when we're, when we're, you know, single, when we're like, and I don't mean single as in partnered or whatnot. I mean, just insulated and on our own, you know, I'm in my house almost, well, yeah, like all week I go to the gym. Um, and I really do miss having like a big team and working around people and going to the gym and, and working with clients on the gym floor, just that community aspect. And she's right. And, and since we had that conversation, it really changed my mind on the topic from, you know, I was a real pro individualist really. And yeah, so she changed my mind on that topic a few months ago. And I started to realize how critical support is for thriving and when I was talking to my client last night about this people pleasing thing, you know, um, she agreed with me too, you know, because sometimes she definitely feels like she is a people pleaser. And, you know, there are some times where she's like, you know, what, I'm going to stand up for myself. Sure. But there are other times when it's just nice to be fucking nice, just nice to be a fucking nice human and, and be supportive of each other. And you know what, just say you have to, you know, be somewhere at whatever time, just say your friend needs you. It's nice to be like, you know what, fuck that. I'll be 30 minutes late because, you know, I need to be there and support my friend. Or I really can't be fucked going out for coffee this morning. I love my friend dearly and I think that they would really appreciate the support. So even though I cannot be fucked and I don't want to do this, I'm not going to put those feelings first. I'm going to put my friend first. I don't think there's anything wrong with that, <laughs> right? Anyway, I feel like we got off the topic a little bit of this self-doubt. But it was to say, of course, you know, having a support system is amazing. That is my invite to you to jump into Jack Girl University if you're feeling like you are a little bit isolated it's free. There's a link in the description box that you can jump in and join us there. But I just wanted to really get across in this mess, in this podcast, right? That self-doubt isn't something we absolutely need to eradicate to be successful. You can be incredibly successful with a whole lot of self-doubt. And if you've listened, like I said, to a whole lot of the really successful people, whether it's athletes or business people or authors or whatever it might be, they have struggled. 
and they have triumphed over that struggle because no matter any of the voices or the stories that are in their head, there is still a, a tiny bit which they can extrapolate and for some of them it gets really, really big and loud, which is that voice that also says, even though I have these thoughts that might say, you know, I'm not good enough or I can't do this or it's not up to standard or whatnot, I also have another part of me that is going, you fucking got this. You are totally capable of doing this thing. And how do I know that? Because I've just stepped foot in the gym. If I've stepped foot in the gym, there is a part of me somewhere deep down that knows that I can do this thing. And I am going to give her so much compassion, give her so much love. And I'm going to feed that part of myself so it grows bigger and stronger than the part of me that is saying, no, you can't. That's the episode for you today. I hope I hope that resonated. I hope that it was able to shed a little bit of light on the fact that we don't need to see any inch or sliver of self-doubt or perfectionism or any of those things as totally and completely deadly to the goals we want to achieve. In fact, it can actually be the thing that spurs us on to achieve amazing things. And if we feed that, just that little voice, maybe it's a little voice in our mind that is saying, you know what, you're fucking capable. If we feed that, you know, the way that we can like transmute this self-doubt and turn it into a superpower is next level. So If you enjoyed the episode, I'd really appreciate if you let me know in the DMs, tag and share on your stories, and please, please, please give me a review if you loved it. If you would love to join me for online coaching and have, you know, custom programming, nutrition, mindset, and education, there are links in the description box and you can apply for a position. And as always, if you want to join Jack Girl University, which is our community of women lifting weights and getting jacked, then there is a link to do that in the description box below. I love you so much and I'll speak to you again soon.